0: Back to the How Transformers Reproduce podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Topic: Ocalypse. I'm your host, Josh. This is the only podcast on the internet where, or sometimes more, individuals sit around a table and discuss things they may or may not know anything about. Usually, don't. Um, I'm joined here by Brian Kane, PhD. It's not real. Uh, big dog, Justin Lenehan. It is real. It is real. <laughs> And uh, Nicole Noonan, this is her her third first podcast. <laughs> um, What's you, up, guys? How are you digging this? You know, I'm
1: feeling pretty comfortable now. Yeah?
0: Good. Yeah. Good. I'm,
1: I'm enjoying this. Beer it helps, is, right? It definitely
2: yeah. does.
0: And the Josh always
2: said it was like, what'd you say? You had this perfect phrase for it that... It's a
0: social lubricant. That's it. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of beer. Huh. So I was going into Vons earlier <laughs> to buy a six-pack of beer. And there's this... Uh, I hate solicitors. I always like tell myself when I'm walking into a store, I'm like, I'm not gonna make eye contact with these guys because are the
2: Girl Scouts solicitors? No, anywhere? no, it's
0: not the Girl Scouts. If it was the Girl Scouts, oh, yeah, the I would worst have spent solicitors. like forty dollars. Dude, I had uh, one of them came up to my door the other day, and they're yes. like, "Do you want cookies?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah, I want cookies." And, and I've just, spent, I spent spent thirty dollars. Yeah. What's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Dude, this, did you try the s'mores one? Tagalongs. Dude, if no you, one has dairy, if you buy the they have the s'mores cookies, and if you put them in the microwave and dip them in milk. It's heaven.
2: Can't have milk. Oh, that's right. You're lactose. What waiting. is
3: your favorite Girl Scout cookie then?
2: Thin Mints. Vegan.
1: Oh, same, but regular, not vegan. And yeah. you put them in the freezer.
0: Of course. Oh. And you eat a sleeve at a time. Sleeve <laughs> <laughs> at a time. We're talking about self-control today. Um, <laughs> I have none. <laughs> uh, but I was walking into Vons and there's these people out there and they were, they were part of some organization. It's like a knockoff of D.A.R.E. But it was anti-alcohol. And so they're like, "Hey, uh, I was, oh, I'm not gonna make eye contact with him." And the guy just puts his hand out like he wants a high five, and I'm like, "Crap, I can't resist this!" And I go, <laughs> "I give a high five. Can't leave <laughs> yeah, you can't, you no. can't. It's just, it's. An Josh loves rule. a high five. I do. And then like I stopped, and it got really awkward. And he's like, "Oh, oh, you want to know what's going on here?" I was like, "Crap, he's got me." <laughs> it's like the uh, the uh, the magazines. Remember the girls that came by selling the magazines? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't go very well, did yeah, it? no, that did not go well at did all. Did you fall for it? Um, no, he's like, we'll get you on your way out, man. So I was like, okay. Um, and then like <laughs> I walked out with a case of beer, and they are like, I don't want to talk to this guy anymore. So I was like, all right, cool. Disappointed. Yeah.
2: But uh, do you guys ever do the thing where you pretend to be on your cell phone if you really don't want to deal with a solicitor? You pretend to be on a phone call?
1: You know, I've never done that, but that's like a total easy way to just walk on by. I always say hi. But so I nice.
3: mostly regret it. I, I wait until someone's about to walk out and then I'll go right behind them. So they get caught and I just walk right by.
0: So smart. So does that mean you like wait outside for like 10 minutes sometimes? No, like... no, no. I'm just smooth like that.
1: I feel like people just look in the opposite direction. Kind of like when you're in the classroom and like the teacher calls like, okay, anyone want to help out? And everyone just looks like in the opposite quiet.
2: direction. Quiet.
0: Yeah, they look at each other. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who is it? Well, Josh is a teacher. What do you do in
0: that scenario? When, when nobody wants to answer the question? Yeah. Do you pick someone off the name sheet? No, you guys know how bad I am with like weird silences. So like I only give them like one second and then I'll say something.
3: <laughs> you just pick with the person with the most deer in the headlights look. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The one who's most scared. Oh my God. Well, <gasps> I'll ask them a question and then I'll answer it a second later. So it's not even like a. See, eh, you you don't even you answer know your the own answer. questions. I do. I'm, just... I'm sure your kids love you. I do. Do they write you little cards so like that's...
2: Mr. Peterson's our favorite
0: teacher? Isn't it a high school? It's a high school. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they despise me, but scratch uh... that. Anyways, uh all right. So we're <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. our topic. Yep. Thanks guys for tuning in to the uh, solicitor I podcast. wish it was <laughs> done. This is a this is a tough topic here. All right, guys, Brian K PhD has a topic for us. Um, you're going to learn today. has got a lot of notes. This will. down on your couch and get ready. This will be on the quiz. Um, study for the final. I would have been a good teacher. Yeah. I thought, you are a teacher. You have a PhD. Yeah. We oh, talked yeah. about this. Yeah. You're you know, teaching right now. You're teaching right now. That's right. Nicole's the newest student. There's, this, th- oh, there's the this great movie, by the way, that has
2: sort of to do with teaching, but not really. It's called Bad Words. Um, it's about this guy. And who's the guy who plays... Um, Michael in the uh, in Arrested Development. What's his name as an actor? See the son, the son. Yeah, oh, shit. not George Michael. Scott
0: Pilgrim, the guy plays Scott Pilgrim. No, 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 no not Michael that. Sarah? Not George Michael. Michael not Sarah. Michael
2: Sarah. Um, the dad, the dad. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Jason, Jason Bateman, Bateman. So yeah. Jason Bateman is like this Asperger's. Oh yeah, kind of guy where yes. he's the adult in the child spelling bee. Just yes, use
0: Asperger's as an adjective
2: aspergers Z. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure he, we're on the same he, page here. He uh, has uh, Asperger-like behavior. Anyways, so my topic, it sort of started with our group chat, where we were talking, kind of doing quote-unquote show prep for this, and I asked very briefly if we wanted to talk about the Trump memo. And Justin, shaking his head, Josh. A bag of cats oh, no, we're not going to talk about the Trump memo. Okay. We're going to talk about something else. But it sort of reminded me of this paper that I had read by a Florida State professor, Joyce Erlinger. And this paper was called "Polite but Not Honest: How an Absence of Negative Social Feedback Contributes to Overconfidence." So it was talking about two basic things. Instead of debating people, instead of like engaging in debate, people are going to smile and nod and sort of just avoid the like you were talking about earlier kind of awkward situation, the awkward confrontation. And then the other one is why, and it's exploring the phenomena: why do we laugh at jokes that aren't funny? We do it on this podcast all the time.
1: Because
2: you're uncomfortable, exactly right. But it explores and sort of creates and... are you an... staring at me? <laughs> no, no, it's not just Josh's jokes, dude. I bomb all the time on this podcast. We all bomb. And it's funny, and I think what I want to take away from this is not... Instead of just glossing over it, like what you said, when there's awkward silence, your goal is to just get past it. Right. I'm hoping that we learn to appreciate the bomb, appreciate the silence, and one day we'll get you to watch all of Dinner for Schmucks.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, guys.
2: That's a, it's a tough... Uh... That movie is really awkward. I love awkward.
1: awkward silence, so I'm okay. Here. It's
2: fun. It's fun. It's unique. It's different. And yes, it's super uncomfortable, but... You learn to laugh at the bomb, and you're not laughing at, oh, this person, what an idiot. You're like, ooh, that's awkward, and it's so uncomfortable, you're almost forced to laugh, so you just kind of
0: do it. Have you seen Dinner for Schmucks?
1: I have. Well, I, well, like, I good. liked it. Did you? <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, if you watch this podcast, we have several episodes where there's an awkward silence. Perfect. I, I
2: keep them all in, but I'm going to start to add sound effects to them soon. Yeah, like like Charles bet. Barkley saying, that's terrible. <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. Um, anyway, so the first part of this I want to talk about is she talks about this idea of how we don't debate anymore. Um, one of the reasons why we don't debate anymore is because, because I'm always right. That's part of it. Actually, I, I, Josh is always right. I'm so we have no need right. to debate. We yeah. can just ask Josh. All right. Next topic. So why is the teacher? Actually, we're done. <laughs> so easy. All right. Continue. That was the, an example <laughs> of a really bad joke. That oh, Josh you, laughed at you.
0: You're proving my Somebody point. Somebody has to, though. I mean, no, 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 no. You really did. don't have to. No, you can just I'm let it go. I can to play my the... own overconfidence by laughing at my own jokes. Yeah, that's what you this have leads overconfidence? to. No, I don't have any.
2: So, one of the reasons why we don't debate is because we don't, as a people, practice debate anymore. We don't do things that we're not good at. So, we don't practice debate. We have conversations. We don't really like debate where we argue, like one person has one side, one person has the other. And that's because. Of a bunch of different factors a lot of it is it sort of digresses into an argument where one person's on one side one person's on the other
3: are you talking about because we didn't want to do the trump memo the trump memo this uh, all we're that, avoiding the conflict the conflict
2: all that was is to segue into oh, what right. i wanted to talk about it's not oh, i'm not talking about trump guys okay. so how about russia they had something they're, to do with it they're behind everything they had something to do Them with the it. chinese oh it's always the chinese yeah um So here's the thing. So there's a couple reasons why we don't debate anymore. One of them is because we don't practice debate. We aren't good at it in general. None of us were on debate teams in school or anything like that. So we don't have good practice. We don't have good debate etiquette, which is listening skills, speaking skills, anything like that. Another reason is we don't want to lose a friend over this argument um, or come off as confrontational. That just, you come off as a little bit rude, bit of an ass. Um, Another reason is a lot of us in the opinions we get we're kind of in an echo chamber where I'm going to use the example of politics. This isn't going to get into a political argument, but I'm going to use the example of politics. If you are a right wing or on the right, uh, you know, conservative, whatever it is, you're going to be listening to your news outlets from what? Fox News, Alex Jones, whatever it is. If you're wait, wait, on the, wait, wait, wait. Hold do,
0: on. Do your Alex Jones... No, I'm not doing please? it. Nope. Please. Nope. It's a bad joke. I'm not do doing it. it. Nope. Do it. You can do listen. It. You can please. listen. Please. Just, on, just once. Just one. Pressure here. Come on, please. Come on, Brian. Just once. Do it for us. Yeah. <laughs> Fix it in post. The water's making the frogs gay. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs>
2: That's the only reason I listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to make it a drop, so I don't have to do it anymore. You should make that a soundbite, please. This show is a soundbite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. So the idea is we listen to an echo chamber of our own thoughts. So let's say if you're on the right, when you're listening to Fox news, you're listening to Bill O'Reilly when he was around. Um, we'll, do it live. we'll do it live on the left side. If you're on the left, you're listening to more
0: MSNBCs, uh, you know, things of that nature. CNN. See, I always tell people, if you want unbiased news, you listen to BBC. because yeah, it, I always watch the BBC. They hate America regardless <laughs> of who's president. So. Right. Yeah, pretty much. right. But even British people and British news outlets
2: have biases within their own country. But maybe, I think like you're saying, for international news, because it's not their country, they don't have an investment. So so always, can you can always kinda...
3: watch Al Jazeera. Mm,
2: that's a great idea. That's still a thing?
3: It is. I thought they got
2: shut down. So, regardless, so the idea is you're in an echo chamber. So, you're not necessarily getting ideas from the other side. You only know the ideas that your side is talking about. And I'm using politics because it's an easy example. Um, you're getting those examples uh, from your side. So, you're not really working with people from the other side who are going to give you a counterpoint of view to really test your belief, test your argument. And the last thing is obviously the debate always becomes an argument. Which is just a huge
0: problem. People don't want to argue. People don't want to have that interaction. Do you think it's also because they're they don't want to put the effort in? Because it takes a lot of effort to debate with somebody, no, right? No especially regarding it. politics. No, we're doing it right now. No, yeah. I know we are, but I mean, especially like regarding politics, it's um, like social media debates. Like you yep. get on there, it takes a lot of effort to go because these well, people. It's,
3: it's not a lot of effort. It's just like you said. You get those people who are fanatical who, no matter what you say, they'll think they're right, and it just becomes this round and round we go. It's a futile effort.
0: Right, right, right. Well, that's like, you ever look at like Civil War debates on... Mm-hmm. As, as, <gasps> as, as, yeah, my my brother and dad do that all the time, but it's it's really just like, it's living people making assumptions about dead people. Yep. And, there's, and at, the, at the end so of the many day... So many assumptions. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yes. at the end of the day, there's no way to really prove anything.
2: Right. So in this paper, she talks about Well, a lot of times everything becomes an argument. Well, she breaks down, well, why does it become an argument? First thing is identity beliefs, where someone's belief, they tie to their identity. That becomes a key part of them. So politics is a great example, but there's other ones like favorite sports team, whatever it is. Like if you're a Patriots fan, you are going to believe that the Patriots are the best team on the planet until the day you die. And it's not just, you know, you hear the example all the time of, oh, we just lost the Super Bowl. From just a regular fan. Well, that that guy or girl had nothing to do with the game or the outcome whatsoever, but they identify with what they believe, so it becomes a core part of who they are. You ask someone, oh, tell me about yourself. I'm a Patriots fan. It's not like it's, Ducks fans. No, fans, not cool. Um, Ducks fans, Kings fans. Are
1: you a Ducks fan? I am a Ducks fan.
2: How are they doing? I, I follow zero hockey. Yeah,
1: here's the thing. Neither do I, but I...
2: Everyone's I'm like a
1: Ducks fan because I go team? to Ducks games okay. and I think they're awesome. Yeah, and I went to a Kings game and I had and just you a like, bad experience. You're like this is real hockey. No, like they <laughs> just they just weren't very nice.
2: The fans weren't nice. D- yeah, Kings they fans were weren't. you were, were you wearing a Duck jersey or any ju- Duck? You know what? Uh, I wasn't. Huh. I wasn't. I was they just could observing. On you.
1: <laughs> I was just observing. There's a Ducks fan yeah, here, oh, I know you're are... talking. About.
3: It's like the difference between going to a Dodgers game versus an Angels game. Kings fans are brutal, right. man.
2: But all those people, they identify with that team and they take Boy. that as part of their being. Yeah. And so anytime you get into an argument with Josh them, Peterson. you're attacking their belief. And this is what they have. So these identity beliefs are really, really dangerous. And how likely are you to get someone to change something about their identity?
0: And I'm pretty convincing, but. So was Harvey. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> that got really dark. No, but, <laughs> but seriously, though, like that's. He
2: was. Yeah. And that's part of it. And that's. That's kind of this whole thing. Another reason is uh, a topic she goes into a little bit called motivated reasoning or like the soldier mindset, which is you are going to take an idea and you are going to make it win or lose. So the example is I can use sports. Say you're watching um, a football game and you're a Patriots fan and they're playing the Eagles and uh, Tom Brady throws the ball. Julian Edelman catches it um, or doesn't catch it, but there's a pass interference. But it's a light call you're going to say, yes, ref, great call. Don't investigate it because you want that to win because your beliefs are influencing it. Versus if you're an Eagles fan, you're going to be like, oh, ref, that was a garbage call. You know what I mean? So like you are also, again, ingrained in that you automatically from a side are picking an idea to win or lose. So people go into debates completely wrong, thinking I need this to win because this is my side of the argument and this is my identity and that's on the line.
3: Well... It's kind of what it is. Debate is a competition.
2: Debate is a competition, but debate can also be... A platform for people to oh
3: no 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 i don't I, no, I totally or, agree but in in school it's a competition yes you debate win, is win trophies
2: debate is a competition yeah, which
3: is a completely wrong way to go about it
2: yeah debate should be about well they give these people topics and they say global warming and they say you're pro for it or you're against it and then that's how the team is decided and you don't know which one's gonna be go well, ahead. let Josh. me
0: ask you this though do you how often do you think debates end in someone going Oh, that's right. I think uh, I'm no, going to change my way of thinking here. Not
2: enough. And not that's, enough. and that's the problem. Yeah. The idea of a debate should not be to win an argument. The idea of a debate should be to broaden your knowledge base. You want to learn. And if anything, if you challenge what you believe and you still come out of it, believing it and you know more counter arguments and you can still believe in what you think, and that's your opinion, um, your opinion just becomes stronger. But that doesn't mean you say, Oh, you know This person is foolish. They don't know what they're talking about, so get out of here. But what happens is so many people have these beliefs and they're identified to it and they hold on to it. And so then it becomes, oh, it's my identity versus your identity. We're going to duke it out. Things get personal really quick. Argument I, descends problem.
1: I feel like the thing with identity is if you're secure in your identity, you're chilling. You can have this debate. Of course. But so it's not a matter of like clinging to your identity. It's a matter of like what? Like, how's your security in it? Like, because, so I'm a Christian. So actually, this belief that I have is my identity when you look at it Mm -hmm. that way. Absolutely. So, like, because of that, it can be very fragile to debate about. Sure. But if I am secure in my identity, then I should have no trouble putting it up for debate. No, not at all. So, it's, yeah. So, it's more about, your security in it versus just it
2: being an identity. Right. And what makes you more insecure than the thought of you might be wrong? Sorry? <laughs> so like, if you're someone and you're going into an argument and you've had this belief your whole life. Yeah. But you're not really sure. You're almost insecure about it. If you go into an arg- if a debate with somebody about it and they prove you to be wrong, but you've been holding on to this belief as so this is your core, your identity you're in a really fragile state of mind. And I think that's what happens a lot with politics is that people really don't know anything. They just know their side. Mm. So they're afraid Mm -hmm. that they're going to go in and someone might be able to be like, oh, they know this and they might prove you wrong. Do
0: you you think it has anything to do with the fact that sometimes we... Our ideas define us like we let our ideas define who we are and we build like we build ourselves around these ideas. Absolutely. And so we're afraid that once they get proven wrong, that completely dismantles who we are as human beings. One hundred thousand oh, yeah. percent, Josh.
2: Absolutely. It's scary. It's Yeah. I mean, the mm-hmm.
3: real deep end of the pool. Yeah. So nobody. No, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. We're drowning. <laughs> nobody wants to debate because they're afraid. What if something you've believed your whole life all of a sudden gets the rug gets pulled out of you, then you're in an you're in an identity crisis. Right, it's like finding out wrestling's fake. What? Dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah,
2: cool. <I'm> sorry, guys. <laughs> the game Triple H. Oh, He's man. the man.
0: Triple H. I hate Triple H. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Jesse
2: James. <laughs> so, we have an idea here, and it's idea to have healthy debate. One of the ways we can do that is use moral reframing. This is a term used in the paper. Essentially, the idea is connect whatever argument you have To the other person you're talking with, their underlying beliefs, and basically persuading them to at least be open to your side of the argument. That is the best way you can approach a conversation because if you're talking with somebody and you're just saying your points, but they're counter to their points, all they're doing is feel like they're being attacked. But if you reframe the argument to put it on neutral ground to where you're talking in their language almost, then they're gonna be more likely to be receptive to what you have to say.
1: Totally. Yeah. I agree.
2: This is just something that we can all be mindful of. The next time you talk about politics, the next time you talk about somebody at work, the next time you talk about sports, whatever it is, be mindful of who you're talking to and know your audience. Knowing your audience is a really big skill that, as adults, we all have to learn at some time. You learn it at work. You learn it at school. You have to master it by the time you get to be an adult. Otherwise, you're in kind of a lot of trouble. Because if you don't know how to frame things to the right people, like especially somebody in power, not that you're manipulating the situation, but you have to, if you put it in your perspective, that person doesn't see it in your perspective. They see it in their perspective. So you, as someone in this debate, have to frame things to be in their perspective so you have a better chance of broadening your knowledge. Because that should be the goal when you go into a debate, not an argument, but the idea is, hey. We both know something about this, but I don't know what your side is about. Tell me about it. And that's a good way to have a conversation and it's almost guaranteed a way to not kind of dissolve into this argument which leads to people leaving angry.
0: Well, yeah, and you get to the point too where you're, uh, like, if you're so set in your ways that it can create negativity too, like, your emotions start bleeding into your belief system. So, like, you get, you see those arguments where basically, you know, someone is all out of points to prove and they just go, Fuck you, man. Like that's. The, yeah. Yeah, and that, yeah. That's how you know that you like you lost the verbal equivalent of like puffing out your chest. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't do anything. It, it just no. makes you look like an idiot. That's
2: right. And that's what happens in a lot of these is that they quickly go into personal attacks, which then you mean, you know, that person has nothing left to say about it. They just have to go straight to, oh, I'm going to personally attack you because I don't like what you're saying. It's really sad. It's really sad. And the more you think
0: about it, when's the last time you've had a really good debate? Not for a long time. Do you remember that guy I told you I was trolling on Twitter, that one? The, the, the guy no, that wrote tell me the, about it. the King Arthur. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So With, he... Yeah, how'd he, that debate go, Josh? He, uh, he didn't answer, so I won. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Josh is undefeated. Uh, but he was attacking like the filmmaker as a human being and instead of like seeing the other side of the argument, like why, maybe, why he... Well, that's right. Like I remember it, you talking too. about that. Yeah, Yeah. so not, you know, I just a weird yeah. parallel, but well, I get what you're saying. When
2: you see that though, from the outside looking in, do you think, oh, that guy sounds smart? Or do you think, oh, that guy looks like a total jerk? Me or the guy that wrote the article? The guy that wrote the article.
0: Oh, I mean, I thought he was a total jerk. How do you I think you
2: looked in that joke. situation?
0: Um, You know, like I'm taking the moral high ground, you know? I got two likes on my tweets, so <laughs> I think that's good. That's <laughs> really good. Congratulations. All the Twitters. All, all, the, Twitters. all the
2: Twitters.
3: Well, Did yeah. T- Go ahead. Did you watch that movie
2: yet? Which movie? Logan Lucky. Nope. I know. I'm very busy watching altered carbon, which is very good, by the way. Two thumbs up from Brian K. Are we gonna jump into that in a second? If not, yeah. go. No, no, no. I got I got one more I got <laughs> a couple more thing here, halfway through my notes. Just kidding. <laughs> just halfway through his notes. He's not, um, he's not kidding. The second thing is why do we laugh at things that aren't funny? Which should just be the name of this podcast now. <laughs> we do that a lot. I mean I mean Dude, I'm not funny. We're, none of us are that funny, but we try. And I guess I it's fun to try. Speak for yourself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You can say that with a straight face. <laughs> so one of the reasons why we laugh at jokes that aren't funny is the idea is we fall into social norms. Um, we don't want to put under p- people under unnecessary pressure. We don't want them to feel awkward. That awkward silence you were talking about earlier. Right. Something we don't want to do. And that's sort of inherent. That's something that happens. It's a biological need for us. We don't want people to suffer. But she argues to kind of put a little bit of a twist on it. I would say, you know, if you're saying that someone says a bad joke and you continue to laugh at it, you're giving that person confidence in the false idea that they said a good joke and that they're actually funny. It's like participation trophies. Sort of. Actually, yeah, it's a good parallel. But so someone says a bad joke. You laugh at them. They get confident thinking, oh, that's, you know, that's funny. Oh, I'm saying something funny. I should keep going. But what you're really doing is you're saving that person, that friend or whatever, some sort of embarrassment of being like, hey, you know what? You're really not that funny. But people don't want to have that conversation. I don't want to have that conversation. It's awkward.
1: Well, it depends who this person is, right? Because if if you don't know this circle of friends very well and you just call somebody out and say, dude, that that was a super lame joke. Feel, feel like, free you to do that. You shouldn't talk anymore. Right. Like Josh then you're just a dick. Like, right. No one, no one wants to be your friend because you're just rude. Right. But if you're like with your close friends, it's another story. You should be yeah. like, hey, don't, don't say that again,
3: dude. That was horrible. Yeah. We need to have a conversation, Josh. Yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> this is a Josh intervention. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. So the idea is that they get overconfident, but overconfident in the scheme of telling jokes, it's really not a big deal. But she says there's a parallel of what happens to someone who, and you take the same logic of someone does something that's really not quite right, but you don't say anything. What happens if this person's a lawyer and they give lawyer advice that's not so good? Instead of confronting them and talking to them about it, you just let them go. All of a sudden they're confident and they think they're a good lawyer. Then they start giving bad legal advice. So that's the parallel she draws. It's just an interesting question. It sort of made me think is like on this. And it's, you know, again, you start to appreciate the bombs a little bit more. The bombs are, I think, my favorite part of editing. There are so many. It's like a North Korean minefield. <laughs> what, what percentage <laughs> of belong to me? <laughs> so, uh, I'd say of the bombs, I don't know. I'd say we're an even split between. Actually, no, Big Dog does not have many bombs, but Big Dog knows when to strike. And the strikes are usually home runs.
3: Thank you very much, Brian.
2: You're welcome. Between you, Denial, and myself, we we cover the field. We do it real good. Good, good. Yeah. Somebody has to. That's right. So again, it's not about every time someone says a bad joke, be like, oh, that was terrible. Appreciate the bad joke. But if someone continues to say something and it's like distracting from conversation, it's not the worst thing to be like, hey, don't do that.
1: Oh, totally. I've had those conversations with Too soon. Especially because it's out of protection for them. If I care about my friends and they're saying something stupid, right, like I better go to them and be like, Hey, like don't don't say that in public, you know, like that's offensive or you know, I get it's funny, but
2: That's a sign of a friend, right? If it's a friend you should go to them and confront them and say, Hey, I'm trying to save you from this we don't
1: do that. No, we're not good
2: (laughs) friends. (laughs) No, I'm saying so we're not good friends. I'm saying we're not good friends to each we're other. We're all best friends. I mean, yeah, yeah this we're is, good friends. This is we the we're Best Friends Forever <laughs>
0: podcast? Um. Best Friends Forever. <laughs> yeah, totally. I've known, um, I've
3: known Josh for almost 20 years and I just let him
0: fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does fight people for me in movie theaters, so. That's true. He and does do that for you. it's a very, it's a very kind thing you do. Whenever there's annoying people, like when we're in public, you know, I always, always, he always, always no, popcorn. No, no, no. He
3: goes, he goes. Hey, you think you can take that guy? I'm like, Why? So talk, I'm gonna right. talk some mad shit right now. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: so let me pose something at you that I started to write in undergrad stuff, and it was about this idea called the sitcom effect. You can kind of guess where it goes, but essentially, a lot of the shows we watch are sitcoms, which have laugh tracks.
3: Which most people do; those
0: are dead. Hey, we so need those dead people laugh, right? Do you have any of those on your soundboard? No, I don't. I mean, not what I was hoping for, but okay, continue. Anyways,
2: the point of a laugh track is it sort of guides the humor and when it happens and when it doesn't. But over the last 10, 15 years, what's kind of happened is with these shows like Big Bang Theory, even everybody loves Raymond to a certain extent. Yeah, you can ugh, all you want. I agree with you. You sort of get Big Bang Theory. These. I don't like it. I you get the quick laughs and the laugh track after someone interjects something, whether it's funny or not. So something happens, little joke goes off. Probably bombs most of the time. It's not that fun. You would never laugh at it. Originally, like growing up, you would, a kid would never laugh at that joke that was made. Do you think
0: the guy that pressed the button in Hawaii was actually a former laugh track engineer? Yeah, that... That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, now, now is not a good time. That's, that's, not bad it,
3: timing. that's bad timing. <laughs> that's bad everything. You know, you know it's bad timing when the king of bad timing tells you it's bad timing?
2: I am the king of bad timing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. My timing is really bad. So bad. So anyway, so the sitcom effect, it's sort of, you passively learn that if I make a little subtle remark to the side during this conversation, everyone's going to pause and I'm going to get a laugh break. You sort of, Pavlov's Law kind of Something happens, you get the response. And when laughter happens, endorphins, dopamine, flood the brain. It's basically good rewards being enforced. So now you're in conversations and you've been watching the show. Okay, now I'm going to interject a little joke here. Now people awkwardly chuckle. You get that reward back of, oh, I am doing something funny. It rewards it. And so now that dopamine and endorphin rush enforces it even stronger
3: kind of like when you laugh at a little kid's joke and then they think it's funny so they tell the same joke over uh, and over. Exactly and over right. And over My again. nephew does that. Right. Like Satan's child. Exactly. We already covered this topic though. <laughs> yeah, we've done that multiple times.
2: But basically, you know, what's the big deal, right? Who cares sitcom effect whatever? It has implications to where people can't have a regular serious conversation anymore. Someone always every 30 seconds or whatever has to interject something to try to relieve any kind of tension or anything like that. Or let me rephrase. It's not that it never happens. It's very rare that it happens.
0: Well, I feel too like we're, we're afraid of other people's emotional instability. It's like when you go to a funeral and you say, Hey, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry for your loss. Like, uh, or it's going to be okay. You don't know if it's going to be okay. You're just you're saying something to make yourself feel better, but you're you're saying it because you're insecure about what that person's going through. You're insecure in that situation. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's sort of you're just you're making noise to make the time pass. Right. But you're not necessarily in the conversation. You're just waiting. When can I? And at what point are you saying? When can I interject a joke? versus, am I actually listening to this conversation? Kind of like
0: small talk. Kind of like small talk. Kind of like this podcast. Kind of like like this podcast. podcast. That extends on and on and on. We're on the same page now. Exactly.
2: Without going on too crazy about this, it's more of, hey, be mindful of the conversations you have with the people around you. Actually listen and don't think, when can I interject a joke and get a cheap laugh? At the end of the day, most people aren't comedians for a reason. Because they're not that funny. But everybody has an interesting opinion that everybody wants to know. So, you should invest in that instead of investing in your not going to do well comedy career.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, too, like people like to know that somebody's listening to them. Like somebody, not, I mean, not like podcast wise, but like people like to know that somebody cares, somebody's having Absolutely. a conversation, someone's digging into what's bothering them and I, I think that's a that's a human trait that we're lacking a lot these days.
2: You think social media plays into that where it's harder and harder to Well sort okay. of social media plays see, into everything that does. Like, it's social. That's, so it's
0: everything we do. That's the problem too is that we're not for you anymore. We're posting no. not for me anymore. Yeah. We're posting things because we want likes. Like we're saying, mm-hmm. hey I'm having this problem, but can you pray for me? And people hit like you know, you get like fifty likes. It's the same thing with people who are like, hey, I'm quitting. Daniel is a good example. Hey, I'm calling you out, man. Um, saying, Hey, I'm quitting social media, but he comes back ten minutes later to see how many people liked his status. Oh.
2: That's what he said?
0: Well he did. That's what he did. Because he liked my comment on there ten minutes later. Mm. Mm, Denial. He's not
1: even here to defend himself. Yeah,
0: yeah what's up, man? I love Maybe you.
1: that's why he got off social media is cause But he's not. People are obsessed with checking it.
2: I'm going to claim copycat on that. That's true. (laughs) Copycat, yeah.
1: I did it first.
2: Doesn't matter. Hipster man. I mean, if he doesn't, if genuinely, if you get off social media and it's for a good cause, like you want to pay more attention to things that are going on around you, you want to read a book, you want to spend more time with friends, go for it. But you don't get off social media only to go back on social media to see the reaction you would get. It's just a, it's a cry for attention. It's, it's, you know, and we all do it. We're all guilty of it in one way or another. Oh, look at yeah, look totally. at this new Instagram yeah. picture I just put up. Yeah, I just hypothetical to... situation on that Instagram. Wrap yourself in a blanket. I don't of know.
0: I just got up. into Instagram not too long ago. Whoa! Welcome to Whoa. the. Uh, we it's, the only,
3: it's the only social media I do. So yeah. cool. Good job. I don't know, man. Well, I guess it's not difficult to not be on social media.
0: No, it's really not. Unless you're promoting a podcast, case, it you're
3: promoting the podcast. I'm not. So, uh, I'm not. I
2: was promoting for a little bit.
3: Yeah, Thank I stopped. You. I'm just here to talk and
0: drink beer. You you're drink, talk and you know things. <laughs> you know things, right?
2: That's right. I don't know, guys. Pay attention to the people around you. Be mindful. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Eh, do, drugs, not drugs. Yeah, if you want to do drugs, do no drugs, hard drugs. No, no hard drugs. drugs. That's yeah. right. What Take is things your like
3: definition of a hard drug.
2: <laughs> Where's marijuana well, sit on that? N-
1: marijuana and that's it.
2: Marijuana is the highest. All right. All right. Uh, not, uh, uh,
1: not personally, what? I don't. No, I don't no, 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 no. I'm not asking.
2: It. I'm not asking. Like generally, ha- people view. Like what is socially viewed... acceptable? Yeah, yeah. People view like everybody views drugs differently. So like for people, marijuana is like the cutoff. That's why it's called the gateway drug because the gateway <laughs> is to the
0: harder drugs. I was in Chick Fil A the other day and I found a ice cream scoop in the parking lot and it was all burnt on the bottom. I'm like, that oh, was used to make heroin. Yeah. Yep. I saw this in training day. Are you are you judging? <laughs> are you judging? No. What uh Portland is actually trying to become <laughs> the first city to allow safe injection sites.
3: Oh,
0: oh. so like if you need to shoot up, well, you just I, go to the I do
3: understand it, but I feel like you're promoting it. Yeah. I do understand <laughs> that they want to prevent disease and you know people getting like horrible illnesses and dying and all this other stuff, but like it's okay, we'll do it for you. Yeah, it's weird me.
0: Yeah. yeah all right so how where do we stand on this what's our closing thoughts
2: any closing thought is everyone should challenge themselves to do a debate once a week a debate not an argument talk to somebody about something maybe it's something you don't know a lot about i'm sure that person's probably interested or should be interested because you have an unbiased opinion about the subject go talk to people
3: it's also a learning experience absolutely you have
2: to practice. Just it's, like anything else, practice. It's
0: okay to be
3: wrong.
2: It's totally
0: okay to be wrong. Is it's it not the end you don't of the lose world. Is
3: it you lose it?
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone's quoted four-year-old virgin in a long time.
3: What's that supposed to be? Some kind of sick joke? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a very sick joke. <laughs> All right I guys. I love that movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> this has been another episode of Topic You can find us on podcast.com, Google Play, Stitcher, uh YouTube. I know. We're Podbean, other, Podbean um, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, and podcasting outlets around the globe. Um, it's pretty easy because we're the only one. Yeah, we're the only podcast. It's uh, true. So anytime you sign into Napster, you will only find us. Napster, is that geez? a thing? Dude, so speaking cool. of Napster, do you see Best buys getting rid of CDs? I saw that. I saw.
2: That's pretty cool.
0: It was. It's inevitable, man. Best they Buy got, bought Napster. Got, for those who want to know what the connection was. Oh. um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, you can find us on social media at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and there's something else I'm supposed to say here. I don't remember email, what it was. Email. email us. At topicocalypse at gmail.com. And we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash topicocalypse. Wow,
1: that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, lot of, we usually
0: forget of, for,
2: We usually yeah. forget one to two things every yeah, time. So
0: this is actually pretty good you, for you us. I think you so. write them down by now, but... Yeah. Yeah. We don't. Ooh. All right, guys. Very amateur. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, Josh Peterson here. This episode of Topic Apocalypse is brought to you by the Pop Culture Cosmos. Do you know what I love discussing more than poop knives? Pop culture. And before the Big Bang Theory planted itself on the butthole of pop culture by filling our subculture with crap, I would love I loved going to Comic Con and talking about movies and video games. And thanks to the Pop Culture Cosmos, my love of all things nerd is rekindled. You can catch the Pop Culture Cosmos podcast on the Podcast Radio Network every Monday night at 10.30 p.m. EST and 7.30 uh, p.m. PST, and the Pop Culture Multiverse show every Friday night at 7.00 EST and 4.00 PST.